Good evening. Welcome to True Sleep. Thank you for listening. I want this podcast to help you when you are restless to be able to get some rest. It's designed to help you meditate on God's Word. As the Psalms say, meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. So we are going to look at Romans chapter 1, the second part of verse 7. That's where we left off the last time we were in Romans. Do want to say a quick hello to Lauren from Australia. Thank you so much for emailing. I really appreciate the encouragement and the feedback. Uh, if any of you have any ideas how I can make this better, I really want to hear it. And you can reach me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com. Romans chapter 1, verse 7. Settle in, and I'll read just the second part of the verse, and we'll meditate on it together. Paul writes, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Just a little bit of reminder here. This is a letter that Paul wrote by inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the Christians in ancient Rome. Verse 7 begins with, To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. So he's writing to Christians, so we really need to start right there. You never want to just open up the Bible at random and start trying to receive what it says uh, out of context. What he writes here is aimed at Christians, and so step one is just to do a little self-examination. Are you a Christian? If you live in an area like I do, where it's still pretty much the Bible belt of the United States, um, you might just assume you're a Christian because you grew up going to church, or you're a member of a church, or your family always went to church, but are you yourself a Christian? What I mean by that is, have you come to recognize your spiritual need, your need for forgiveness because of your sin? Have you come to recognize that Jesus is the only source for that forgiveness because he died for sinners like me and you on the cross? And have you come to recognize that he arose from the grave and that he's alive and he is the Lord, the rightful boss of all of his followers, the king and have you therefore trusted in him for forgiveness and entrusted yourself to him to follow as your Lord? Just take a few moments and reflect on that. Are you a Christian? How did you come to be a Christian? Are you settled and sure of your salvation in Jesus Christ? If you don't feel secure in that, don't look within and try to see if you are morally good enough to be a Christian, because that's not how it works. Um, instead, look to Jesus. Remember what Jesus did. Christians' salvation is totally based on Jesus' death on the cross on their behalf. So it's not really about how good at being a Christian you are. It's about what you're trusting in. Are you trusting in Jesus as your Savior and Lord? 
If so, you are a Christian and you can receive these words really as written straight to you. And the words we want to meditate on are grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you. Let's just think about that for a minute. Do you know what grace means? Grace is unearned favor or unearned blessings. Uh, it's favor and blessing that goes above and beyond anything that we deserve. Through the Holy Spirit, Paul writing this, this letter intends to impart from God grace upon you. God, through these words, wants to bless you beyond what you deserve. It would be terrible to get what we deserve. Apart from Jesus Christ, we all deserve damnation. We deserve eternal separation from a holy God. We have all rebelled against Him. We've all loved other things more than Him. We've loved ourselves more than Him. We've loved other people more than Him, things more than Him. We've all failed to love our neighbor as ourselves, so we've all sinned, but thankfully, God does not give us what we deserve. He gives us, through Jesus Christ, blessings that we absolutely do not deserve, and that grace. And Romans is all about how God saves us through Jesus Christ, and so Paul is aiming to give grace to us as we meditate on this scripture together. Grace to you. God wants to give grace to you. Just reflect on that for 10 or 15 th seconds here. God is not, through Jesus Christ, He does not look at you and want to give you wrath. He wants to give you grace. Just think about that for 10 or 15 seconds. So as Christians, we are recipients of grace through God's word, grace to you, but that's not all, grace to you and peace, grace and peace aimed at you right now as you're meditating on this scripture. God is giving you grace, blessings beyond what you deserve, that you do not deserve, that are ill-deserved, if that's a word, and peace. So do you know what peace is? The biblical idea of peace, uh, it includes what we modern people usually think of, which would be tranquility or an absence of stress or chaos, but it's more the, the heftier meaning of it and what's more commonly meant by it is the, the idea of wholeness, specifically wholeness in relationships. That's especially true throughout the Old Testament when it uses the word peace, the Hebrew word shalom. But I think that idea echoes through the New Testament as well. And so when we 
meditate on this passage, grace to you and peace. We know that what God is trying to convey and what he's bringing about through his word, even right now, is uh, he's repairing and making whole broken relationships. So the first and foremost relationship that God makes whole among Christians is the relationship with him. Our sin separated us. Jesus Christ mended that relationship on the cross, uh, paid for it so that you can be blessed with a whole, intact, reconciled relationship with God, the creator, your creator, your father. So take just a moment and just reflect on that blessing of peace. You have peace with God if you are in Christ. He is not against you. He is for you. You are not estranged from him. You are reconciled to him. You are no longer alienated from him. You are adopted as a son. Have you been living in light of that truth? There may be some things in your life that are out of place, but as a Christian, this is one thing that is in place. You are reconciled to God. Have you been living in light of that fact? Just think back over the last 24 hours or so. Have you been living in light of the fact that you are reconciled and can talk to God as your father, rely on God as your father, listen to God in his word as your father? Another dimension of peace that God brings to us as Christians is peace with other people. The church is really a group of people who are being made whole in their relationship with one another. So when you become a Christian, you are saved not out into the wilderness as an orphan, but into a family. And you should be a member of a local church. I hope you are. If not, and you're restless, that's probably the first step you ought to take if you're a Christian, if you're not a a committed member of a local group of Christians, a church, you really need to do that. You need to join a church. Um, there you will experience relationships being made whole through Jesus Christ as we forgive one another, truly get to know one another, uh, not just as acquaintances, but as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, what the Bible calls fellowship as we partner together in the gospel, as we build each other up in our faith, you, you will experience relationships as they ought to be increasingly with your fellow Christians. So just think for a moment about your relationship with your fellow Christians. As God brings them to mind one by one, fellow Christians that you are in fellowship with, that you have a peaceful, whole, healthy relationship with. Just thank him for that.
And then one more dimension of that wholeness that God brings through Jesus is a wholeness in your relationship just with yourself. Apart from Christ, we are all divided up against ourselves. We're double-minded. We're in conflict internally. But as we grow as Christians, we're increasingly put back together as a whole. There's a united, sound mind aimed at glorifying God and loving Him with our entire heart and loving our neighbor as ourself and trusting and following Jesus with our fellow Christians, everything gets put into the correct perspective. And so if you are restless right now, maybe that's something to lean into. Just letting God put you into wholeness through Jesus Christ. Maybe you are overextended in random directions based on things that you've committed yourself to or seemed good in the moment, but you never really consulted the Lord and you're trying to be everywhere at once and do everything and it's beyond your scope because you're not omnipotent and you're not omnipresent and you're not omniscient like God is. I really think what God calls us to as Christians is easy and light. And I think that that's not just wishful thinking. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, I think sometimes as Christians, we pile up extra rules or extra obligations that he never really gave us. And then we start sweating and straining and um, stressing in a way that's not healthy. Now, the Christian life does require strain. Paul uses a lot of athletic imagery and farming, hard work, diligent imagery. We are supposed to stretch forward to the goal of our calling, but sometimes I just think we make our lives unnecessarily difficult. We see here that God intends to bring to us grace and peace. And so I think we should receive that. Grace and peace. So just scan your life right now. Are you living as a recipient of God's grace? And are you living as a recipient of God's peace? And if not, why not? Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this grace and peace doesn't come out of thin air. It doesn't come from within ourselves. It doesn't come from our spouse. It doesn't come from our children. It doesn't come from our work, our hobbies. It comes from God our Father. I remember years back uh, asking the youth group I was working with what they thought heaven was going to be like. And I had them write it down individually, like on a piece of paper, what they thought heaven was going to be. And they wrote all kinds of things. Their family would be there, their long lost loved ones, um, just all kinds of stuff. It was going to be joyful. It was going to be peaceful. But uh, there was probably about a dozen people in the group and none of them 
wrote down God, that God would be there, that God's presence was going to be a major factor in heaven. I think often we fall into that trap. We we want the benefits of Christianity without the God of Christianity, which is ultimately a weird, twisted form of idolatry. If there is grace or peace to be found, it is going to be found from God. God, our Father. What Jesus did on the cross reconnected us with him, and he is the source of grace, and he is the source of peace. If you're restless, you will not find rest apart from him. If you're lacking peace, you will not find peace apart from him. Grace and peace come from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's think about God our Father. How do you normally think about God? If a little child came up and asked you, what is God or who is God? How would you explain God to him? Well, one way to understand God here in our passage is that he is our Father. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father. So, Reflect on that for 10 or 15 seconds. What does it mean that God is your Father? It's such a relational way to put it. Uh, He is our creator, but it's not in a mechanical sense. We are not devices or inanimate in his eyes. He sees us as his children, and we should see him as our father. Jesus taught us to pray our father in heaven. And uh, there's just such warmth there. There's such a, a sense of familial relationship there. And you can rest in that, that God, if you are a Christian, God sees you as his child. And you get to see him as your father. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So grace and peace come from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. So similar to God, how do you usually view Jesus? If a little child came and asked you, who is Jesus, how would you respond? Most Christians would first probably think of Jesus as their Savior, and that's good, that's right. Here, Paul is emphasizing Jesus as our Lord, Lord means he has absolute ownership rights over us. It is a firm word, and it has a clear meaning. I I wonder if you're one of those who likes the idea of Jesus as Savior, but is not so keen on Jesus as Lord. 
I think many people are restless because they reject Jesus as Lord, even while trying to embrace Jesus as Savior. They like the forgiveness, but they don't like the aligning their life with his ways and teachings so much. But grace and peace is to be found in relating to Jesus, not just as your Savior, but also as your Lord. So take about 15, 20 seconds and just reflect over your relationship with Jesus. Are you living as subject to him as your Lord? Are you living in obedience to him, reading what he has said in his word, listening to it preached, and living in light of what he has said? Are you living under Jesus as your Lord? I want to encourage you as we conclude here and as you're meditating on these words and seeking rest for your soul, receive grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lean into your relationship with God as your Father and with Jesus as your Lord. You don't have to go it alone in this world like a spiritual orphan. You don't have to figure everything out. You can depend on him like a little child depends on his father. Uh, it's not even like an adult child relates to his father. It's like a little child relates to his father. I think if you read through the New Testament, that's the conclusion you would come to as well. You can be as rested and at peace tonight as if you were a little kid and your father was right there next to you, protecting you, providing for you, watching over you, guiding you enjoying you and his relationship with you, delighting in you. But it's not really all about you. I, I said a lot of you in that phrase. It's more about him. You get to be with the God of the universe. He is awesome. He is wise. He is powerful. He is glorious. He is all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He is everything. He is the center of the universe. He is the center of all reality. And He is our Father. And lean into your relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord. Again, you don't have to figure everything out. He has given you commandments. And those aren't restrictive. Those are, are a blessing. It's how to live. It's how you're designed to live. You don't have to get up tomorrow and go about your day just on your own wits and impulses and your best guesses. You can live by the concrete words of Jesus Christ, your Lord, and it'll guide you right every time. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you for my brother, my sister listening right now. I'm so grateful that you have guided them to this podcast and that you are speaking these words to them. You clearly love them. They are clearly uh, precious in your sight. And so I pray that they would receive your grace and that they would receive your peace and that they would receive it from you and they would know it came from you and that they would worship and honor you and love you for it, that they would see you as their father and that they would see Jesus Christ as their Lord, the rightful Lord of their life. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.